Hello and welcome to the second episode of Jedi Eternal. I'm one of your hosts, Andrew Bolin, alongside the greatest Miss Piggy impressionist I know, <laughs> Braxton Taylor. Right, thank you, Kirby. How you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm doing very good. I'm excited to be here. Yes. Second episode. It's yes. Been, been an awesome week. Yeah, so first, before we even get into news or anything, we want to say a big, huge thank you to Absolutely. everyone that has supported us so far. Yeah. I mean, it's been overwhelming, the amount of love and support we've got this first week. Oh, man, yeah, it's awesome. I, Like I said, I think I set up the Twitter and Facebook account um, on Saturday, I believe. Um, I kind of got to finalize at least then. We, I did it somewhat on Friday. But anyway, over this past week, guys, I mean, you have absolutely, absolutely um, just shown great love. We're so appreciative and supportive of that. Uh, like I said, I, sitting right now, we're getting close to like 250 likes on the Facebook page, which is yeah. just insane. <laughs> which, well, it was like Tuesday morning, we had 50. Oh, uh, Wednesday sudden, morning. Oh, uh, Wednesday morning. Wednesday yeah. morning. And, yeah. then, and all of a sudden, it's just shot up. It's insane. Yeah, it, it's it's incredible, guys. And again, we're just so thankful that you guys are showing support. I'm, and we're just glad that you like it. Um, and uh, yeah. hopefully, if so too, uh, if it fills your expectations. <laughs> <laughs> we can only hope. I'm so nervous. <laughs> I'm so nervous. <laughs> no, all right, kidding. well... Let's uh, let's go ahead straight into the news for the day. All right. And so the news for the day, our first news story is about Project Luminous. Now, we talked about this last week. We did. Yeah. Um, since then, we've gotten something else. We now have a reveal event has been announced, mm-hmm. and we have the date for that. And the mm-hmm. date is February 24th. So what yeah. do you think about this? I think it's uh, – I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, I've been – wanting to jump back and we're actually gonna talk about this a little bit later on but i really wanted to kind of jump back into the books and uh really start reading more and um and this is going to give me a lot of great i mean there's already great material don't get me wrong right but uh this is gonna be give me a lot of great material and apparently this is going to be like a whole new um era i mean so whether this is the high republic or not there's been allusions to this is not going to be movies um, but it's going to be books and comics, and it's going to be in a specific era. So we don't know that yeah, yet. Yeah, so do you remember the name of the man who um, <sighs> posted about this? He works for ABC, mm-hmm. ABC News, I, can, I believe. I can check. Um, he, he um, in the comments, was mentioning that uh, he, he was telling people not to get too overly excited about it being having movie or TV or video game tie-ins. Now, we don't know for sure if he has some information and mm-hmm. if he has some inside information or not. Mm-hmm. I assume that he possibly does since he was the one that reported this yeah. reveal date, right? Well, I have this tweet right here, actually. So his name's Clayton Sandell. And, uh, yeah, I looked at his <clears throat> I looked at his uh, bio on Twitter to see who he even was. or yeah. If he's even, So, yeah, he work, he's a news reporter for ABC News. And he says, and his, his uh, tag, he says, and uh, uh, reporting Star Wars is my side hustle or something like that. Yeah. So, anyway, but we I know... You know, he has to know something for him releasing the, the February 24th date. So then he comes back yesterday, I believe it was, and he says, uh, So what is Project Luminous? As already announced, it's a publishing effort to tell a big, interconnected Star Wars story. Key, don't hold your breath for any movies, TV, game tie-ins, or TV and game tie-ins. On uh, February 24th, we will learn about stories, characters, release dates, and most intriguing, the era. Hashtag no spoilers. So, yeah. so this does make me wonder... What if um, that 
this is a High Republic era story. Yeah. But what if it really is only novels and comics? Yeah. What if that's always been the plan and people just heard about it and then started going crazy with it and right. saying, hey, it's it's going to be movies and, <laughs> right. you know, and maybe it never was planned to be that. Well, and that's a good question. And, and that's kind of like our big topic last time, what's going to be next? And, and really... Um, a lot of people thought it was High Republic. I'm kind of convinced because they keep talking about High Republic. But something like I said we mentioned last time um, is every time we've seen High Republic mentioned, it's always been in either a book or a comic. Mm-hmm. So how fitting would it be that all of a sudden now Project Luminous, which is books and comics, is now High Republic? So I guess that – and this is, could be another conversation we don't get too off the, the horse here. But uh, we want to – you know, you got to say, like, what does that mean, though, for the next steps for movies, then? If it's High Republic is going to be Project Luminous for books, what is it going to be for movies? But anyway, yeah. so that's getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah, well, and, and this guy may not know True. for sure. He may True. just be making trying to make sure no one gets their hopes up. Right. And so only time will tell. But anyways, True. that'll be February 24th. So keep an eye out for that. Yeah, more. absolutely. So our second piece of news for today um, is that John Williams, which is... So in case you, I'm sure most of you know who he is. I mean, I'd hope you would know. But if those of you who do not know, John Williams is an absolute legend. And uh, he is, let me turn up the sound here. John Williams is uh, the man behind all of the Star Wars soundtracks and sound score. And uh, so, I mean, everything you've heard, episodes one through nine, it's been him. Clone Wars, it's been him. If I'm not mistaken, Rebels, a lot of the video games, including... um, including uh, the new one, Jedi Fallen Order. He did the soundtrack for that. So everything Star Wars comes from John Williams. And this past week, he actually won his 25th Grammy, uh, which was for the Galaxy's Edge Symphonic Suite that he created for the the new Disney uh, attraction. But man, like I was, I was so happy for him. Like he is well deserving of John Williams created Absolutely. Star Wars I mean, music. You know, you know, he he's a big part of what makes Star Wars Star Wars. Is, oh yeah, is his music. And um, I don't believe he did Rebels. Okay, um, I, I didn't know. About I, that. I, I, just... I believe some of the spinoff stuff that he wasn't a part of. But I, but even then, he still has inspired those who did oh, create yeah. music for those things oh, are yeah. still greatly inspired by. John Williams and of course try to mimic some of what he has done well and that's the thing I mean you know like I said we talked last week about what makes Star Wars Star Wars and one thing that uh, we said is one of the the three was the music and so how I mean first of all how how interesting would it be to be a guy who you know at first in the 1970s and like going into the 80s oh you're just your job is to make some music for a movie not knowing that it would literally become like almost a, an audio anthem for an entire yeah. generation of people you know it's awesome so yeah i think it's great he always does good work so oh yeah uh, kudos to him absolutely um so let's go ahead into this next story here now guys this is unfortunately a little bit of a, a sad story um yes. it's not the best news in the world so we'll just jump right into it. I'm actually just going to read what they had said here. Uh, so this is Del Rey, which is the um, uh, publisher for uh, all the Star Wars books. And it says, we have some updates about Thrawn Ascendancy to share. Let's get the bad news out of the way first. We are moving the release date of book one, Chaos Rising, from May 5th to October 6th. We know it is disappointing to have to wait longer for the next Thrawn story. The delay is due to scheduling adjustments and doesn't impact the book itself. We're already working on book two. Hmm. 
But there is good news too. One thing the scheduling move does is allow us to experiment in new ways. Since the first Thrawn, we wanted to do something special with our book design that is not just available at a convention. So here's a glimpse at one of the things we're exploring to celebrate our favorite Chiss officer. Check out the blue edges. So this book, well, right now it shows it has some blue edges just to kind of add a, a neat new spin yeah. to it. Um, so we have to wait now until October 6th, which yeah. is a bummer. It's kind of stink. Um, but. but, you know, I get it. They got a lot of stuff stirring in the pot right now stuff we don't even know yeah. about there's a lot of secrets still going on at del rey mm -hmm. they're preparing for this project luminous um and i'm sure this is just part of it and and, and del rey has more than just star wars to worry about as well True. Yeah. so there's there's a lot of things there i completely understand um sometimes you got to delay a book but what do you think well and i think i mean first of all i i uh i uh read part of the and i said I, I apologize for those who are avid readers i'm not as much and i want to be uh, i just have a lot of excuses but uh, <laughs> um i don't know how to read so that's the problem <laughs> if only, you knew, I know, if only I know, your mom had taught you how to read when you were little i know if i learned how to read it would be a lot better you know um i read part of the first one and uh, and uh it was really really good and i know uh timothy zahn correct yes yeah he's a legendary writer and Timothy Zahn created this series of books, and from what I know, I mean, whatever I've heard from people and stuff, it's very well renowned. Like people love this series, so it, it is. It does stink that that it's being slated to to push back like what six months or something like that. Um, but here's the thing: this is something I was thinking. Like, there's so much stuff going around episode nine. Um, you know, who's going to be the the, the director, and we're going to talk about here that in just a little bit, but, you know, who's going to be the director? What's the story going to be like? Even when J.J. got it, like, the, the, the story changed a couple of times, you know? So, it to me, does that mean that, like, they already already written the book and stuff, and then now that when episode 9 came out and they realized that the story was going to change a little bit, and now they're like, maybe we should change a few things in our book that's going to make it mesh better with the saga, I don't know. I don't. I mean, I don't know about that. Yeah, I mean, so they they're claiming the book's done and that they're working on book two. Yeah, that's what now saying. you know, <laughs> I that could be some marketing. Uh, you know, they don't want to always let it on and everything that's going on behind the scenes. Understandably, right. yeah. So um, they might be making some changes. However, it is a prequel to everything we've seen of Thrawn so far. So yeah. it's actually set pretty far back. And yeah. I don't know exactly what the, the time period will be, but most likely before, I would say even before the Phantom Menace. Okay. Um, that's just a guess. I don't, I don't have yeah. any confirmation on that. But so that being said, you know, will it have any ties to what we see in, in the sequel trilogy? I highly doubt it. Right. But. Yeah. I don't know. That's a good question. And uh, so anyway, like I said, look for it for October 6th now. Um, moved up from May 5th. Um, but anyway, yeah. like I said, I know they're going to do good things with it. So. Oh, absolutely. So, so let's go into our rumor segment now. Yep. And so our first rumor uh, for today is Channel Star Wars, which is uh, a Twitter. Um, they, they, they focus on Star Wars content, of course. States that the Rebels sequel is slated for a winter 2020 release. Wow. That's pretty interesting because I was not expecting it to be, you know, so too if, soon. If, yeah, so if you haven't heard, there's been a lot of rumors going around that there will be a Rebels sequel. This is the first time anyone has ever mentioned anything about mm. an official um, release. Now... There is no credible source to this. Right. So, again, this is why we're talking about this in rumors. When we talk in our rumors segment, 
It is just strictly rumors. Right. So please don't take yeah. any of this as fact. However, I hope this is very true. <laughs> I know, yeah. <laughs> well, and like we talked about this last time, but I keep referencing the last episode, but it's the only episode we have. Yeah, so come yeah, on. Give some break. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, we talked about this last time and how Clone Wars started off yeah, kind of rough, you know, kind of, you know, yep. kiddish, kind of clumsy and clunky and got amazing. Um, Rebels was kind of the same way, but unlike Clone Wars, it actually got better within the first season. You know what I'm saying? Right. And uh, and uh, so now to see this come in again, I'd like to see how they have progressed even more. You know, see, you know, how, how you know, what the dichotomy between all the characters, especially with Ahsoka and stuff. And we're going to see this in Clone Wars, see how it leads up. And it's going to be really interesting. So I'm excited yeah. to, to watch this. I hope that they, the team there, um, has said, okay, we know that the main fans of Rebels were adults. Mm-hmm. So let's go into this next series and focus on let's let's just go ahead and just focus that this isn't going to be for the adults. <laughs> exactly. I'm not saying it has to be this like super adult content, you know. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying like you know, yeah, <laughs> gear it towards us instead right. of making it this little kid show. Right. Because yeah, I'm sure some kids watched Rebels. But I'm telling you, the main fan base of Rebels is the adults. Oh, absolutely. And so yeah. there's not, I, there's, I highly doubt there's a lot of kids sitting there right now at their house thinking, or well, at school probably, thinking, <laughs> yeah. man, I wish I knew what happened to Ezra and Thrawn. <laughs> right, exactly. You know? No, but I yeah, can guarantee you there's not. a bunch of sweaty dudes. <laughs> In their mom's basement. I'm including me. That's I'm thinking, man, I wonder what happened to Ezra and Thrawn. Yeah. And where's Ahsoka? Yeah, and, exactly. you know, and those questions. Well, so. and then, like, so the end of the previous episode, or the previous season, we saw some just insane stuff i mean with obi-wan and maul and all this i mean it so to see how well that those last you know this last season was written and, and also, anyway i i'm very excited to see how it progresses so hopefully it comes out 2020 and uh, i think that'd be great so absolutely our next rumor and uh, you might have a little more information on this in terms of the uh the articles and stuff but the cassian andor series on disney plus is purportedly coming out in 2021 so do you have any more information on that for us uh, i'll pull that up okay yeah, if you just want to so anyway so for me personally cassian andor he's a very cool character i i enjoyed watching him in his in in, in the movies but at the same time for me personally, I know some people really like him, but I'm not as avid as a fan, right? Like when you see these series, it's just kind of, it kind of surprised me to be honest with you. Uh, it kind of surprised me at first to see uh, that he was gonna get a series. I'm just gonna be honest because I'm like, well, I was surprised too. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, of all people, why casting in? I'm like, not to say that he's a bad character. It's just like he's just new. He's kind of not well known, you know. Now. Kenobi getting a series that makes sense. He's a very well established character. Um, you know, I mean, I remember several years ago, like several, but there was always these rumors going on that that there's going to get series for uh, Darth Vader series, Yoda series, Boba Fett series, and uh, and uh, Kenobi was one of them. And then I think it was at like Han Solo or something like that. All these years later, it's interesting to see how it all kind of panned out. And now we got like we did get a, a solo movie, and we are getting a Kenobi series. But anyway, so of all the people, though, is that finding it very interesting that Cassian? Yes, yeah. and so uh, multiple sources have told Variety that it would be safe to assume that the Rogue One prequel series centered on Diego Luna's Cassian Andor will premiere on the streamer in 2021. 
and they and Variety said that was from multiple sources. So it's it's probably going to happen then. Yeah, because there was a lot of like, is it still happening? Because we've not yeah. heard anything about it for a long time. Yeah. I mean, at, when we were at Celebration, and I'm, I apologize if this gets annoying, but I'm probably going to bring up Celebration a lot in our episodes because it was a big <laughs> yeah. deal for us. We well, saw a lot of cool stuff. It, there was a lot of news and yeah. a lot of releases. So there, when so. we were there, uh, they, they interviewed... Um, I don't remember what his name is. Alan Tudyk. Is that how you say his last name? Yeah, I'm not sure know. how you say his yeah, last name. I apologize like if I got it Tudyk wrong, but, <laughs> yeah, it's only um, but he, and he was like, Oh yeah, we're doing it. It's, it's awesome. I'm excited about yeah. it. And I'm like, okay, cool. But then I've not heard anything about it until mm-hmm. this rumor now that's saying, Hey, it's going to come out in, in, um, 2021. Well, and here's, here's the thing. When we went to celebration, um, like when we, when we saw Mandalorian, like the Mandalorian panel, we dude, we got like, we got sneak peeks. We got like fifteen minutes of the first episode, like months and months and months before every release. I mean, we got tons and tons of stuff. So for him to be like, oh yeah, uh, Cassian Andor, yeah, it's still coming. We're gonna we're gonna be excited for it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, um, you know, is it? You know, we we saw all this crazy in depth stuff for Mandalorian. We saw a bunch of stuff for Jedi Turner, which I know it's a, a game, but you know, what I'm saying we saw a lot of stuff when they released it. But when they started talking about casting indoor it was like nothing there's nothing there so i'm like when is it happening so anyway it is very interesting to see that it is, might become yeah i know i hope it does i hope yeah. it does any more any new star wars, new is, star wars. is uh more star wars and <laughs> i'll be happy with that exactly 100 so. okay so going on to our next rumor due to problems with star wars lately uh disney has reportedly stated that they're going to have more darth vader yeah so again this very is just a rumor yeah but um Basically, this site, I don't remember what the site's name was. I'd have to pull it back up. They said that um, due to the sequel trilogy and different things that haven't seemed to fare as well, they are wanting to go back to where Darth Vader's at and let's just throw Darth Vader in as much as we can in the next I mean, <laughs> I mean, the thing is... Uh, you know, Darth Vader has always been a winner, winner, chicken dinner for whoever had it. I mean, think about the end of Rogue One. <sighs> yeah. I mean, everybody, that was the best part of the movie. I mean, don't get me wrong. The whole movie was great. I really enjoyed Rogue One. But when we got to saw, or got to saw, got to see uh, Darth Vader just come in and just wreck everybody without even trying. I mean, it was amazing. Absolutely and amazing. everybody yes. loves Darth Vader. So it is an easy win for Disney. And I think Disney kind of needs an easy win right now. And as much as we've seen about Darth Vader and as much as, you know, now the Skywalker songs, I I would still be up for seeing Darth, more Darth Vader stuff. Well, hey, you know? you know, if they would just, if they, I don't know that they would do this, but if they were to just take the stories that, of some of the Darth Vader comics that they've oh, created, yeah, yeah. those would make some pretty great movies. Well, I mean, some of the stories. Yeah. And those are just insane. Well, what was that? That awesome quote. It's like you're surrounded. It's like only thing I'm surrounded by is fear and dead men. Like, <laughs> yeah. And he's sitting by like all like hundreds of rebels all around. Yeah, and that was that. I think that was in Vader Down. Yeah, when they tried that. So good. They all tried to take him out, and he just <laughs> he, he just wrecks yeah, everybody. Yeah. So, and this is something I don't know if we mentioned it last podcast, but this is something that we just discussed is that in new canon we have not seen the power of Darth Vader yet. In, in, in a sense, yeah. you know, we haven't seen the raw, immense power. What we've seen is that he's powerful in a sense that 
he doesn't have to do anything, right? He just like stands there, waves his lightsaber around, and takes people out. But we haven't seen yeah. the raw immense where he's trying power. There is one instance I can think of that is pretty amazing, but it's kind of a, a spoiler for some content. So I'm not okay. going to talk okay. about that yet because I think we're still a little too fresh. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's the only time I can think of where oh, we truly yeah, see about. like kind of <laughs> just like the craziness of vader's power yeah and it yeah. was a really really cool moment i yeah. wish we could talk about it but i just yeah. think maybe a little it's still a little, a little too early for it yeah um, um but yeah, man well, yeah i well so uh obviously we're not going to mention as to what the context is because like so we don't want to spoil it for anybody because this is an epic moment but with that being said we get to see darth vader maybe not unleash not maybe not even half of his power but right. at the same time he just destroys these you know fairly powerful people yeah i'm not gonna say too much but but i mean he just goes in and just he's throwing like like big massive turbines at people and 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 i mean it's just crazy and it's he's awesome. and he's just like bending up the the floor and stuff yeah. like just rolling it into like a ball yeah and like, so good so good so. and uh so so we we've seen a lot in the comics and, and those are keen, but right. at the same time, I would love to see it in like a movie or TV show format. I would love to see it in a visual, absolutely, you know, video context. I would love to see that. So anyway, the if that is true that Disney wants to go more into Darth Vader, I'm I'm for it. I'm for it. Yeah. Now, I guess the, the big question would be, what kind of movies would that be? Would it be a Darth Vader right. movie? Would it be something he just kind of appears in in a few moments, like in Rogue One? Mm-hmm. Um, I think with Darth Vader, sometimes the better option is just to make him appear, uh, yeah, at, in in a, a little moment because I think people are too afraid to touch Vader too much. Well, he's like this legendary character. I mean, because yeah. when you uh, literally, literally, I've talked to people who don't even like Star Wars, or not necessarily they don't like it, but I've talked to people who don't even know much about Star Wars, but they always know who Darth Vader. Is. Everybody, sure. oh yeah, there's always two characters: Darth Vader and Yoda. Yeah, everybody <laughs> knows who those two characters are, even if you don't know Star Wars. Right. And so, um, because he's reached such a legendary status, it would be dangerous to. To make a whole movie. Now, would I like to see in a, a movie from ep- between episode three and four where he's learning to become Darth? Oh, absolutely, stinking lutely. But with that being said, it would be dangerous because unless you got uh, Chris, uh, Hayden Christensen, it's is it is it Darth Vader? You know what I'm saying? And if you had somebody else, yeah. would there there be a lot of backlash? I already know it, you know. But if you did have Hayden, he's getting a little older, which I mean, I guess it might kind of fit a little bit. But you know what I'm saying? It would just be hard. He's getting a little older, but man, he still looks almost still looks exactly the <laughs> yeah, he same. Still looks like, same. So they could, they definitely could. Oh, they could do it. Um, it'd just be a little dangerous. But I mean, most likely, if we were to have that Darth Vader story, it's going to be when he's older. So exactly. So it might fit very well. So anyway, we we definitely be uh, more apt for Star Wars. So let's go ahead into our uh, final rumors piece here, and that is uh, yesterday. Uh, we apparently out of nowhere, all these reports started flooding in i don't mm-hmm. know what the catalyst was but we started seeing all these reports that uh george lucas before he sold to disney had been working on a project called star wars underworld let me make sure yes. that's the case but uh i uh yeah star wars underworld which was going to be a live action series yeah um and according to this article i'm reading on the geektyrant.com it says that he wanted it to be 400 episodes uh, a 400 episode series and before the project was put on hold he reportedly had already had 100 completed scripts so um what, do you, what are your thoughts on that so 
we knew about Star Wars Underworld for a really long time. There was a lot mm-hmm. of talk about that series. Um, and they they kept talking about how it was going to be a real thing. It was going to be on ABC, I believe. It was yeah. where they were planning on it being on ABC. Yeah. And I remember hearing about it for the first time, a live action TV series, which at the time was an <laughs> insane thought. I mean, to think that yeah. we were going to get Star Wars as a live action TV uh, series. Yeah. Of course, now it's not so crazy. Right. But, no, but it was crazy plus. at the time. Yeah. And uh, so I remember when Disney bought Star Wars, then all of a sudden it was like, well, I don't know that this is going to happen now because because, you know, they're going to have all new plans and all that stuff. And yeah, I think that's kind of the big reason why the show never happened. Right. Is because of that. Now, will maybe they grab take some of that script, those scripts. I mean, if he's got a hundred written scripts maybe Mm -hmm. they'll take some of those in the future and and maybe utilize some of it yeah it's possible but what was the big news though that came from this is that they actually have some footage that's footage yeah well so let's let's before we talk about that for a second let's let's for those of you who are unaware what this even is we don't get get we don't want to get too ahead of ourselves because we can't speak but uh underworld was basically it's set in between three and uh three and four whenever uh order 66 occurred the jedi purge happened and now the the footholds of the empire is starting to occur. And now um, from the test footage, and I'm assuming this is where main main part of the show was going to take place. But it, it was like in Coruscant, and it was like the you know because you see in Episode uh, two and you see in Episode three, you know, and a lot in Clone Wars where Coruscant has just well an underworld. I mean, it's they like these an, crazy packed full of like different levels, all these yeah. levels, and like it's just like there's criminal activity everywhere. And um, it would have been a very, very different feel for Star Wars. But anyway, it was. Uh, we're seeing the Empire finally take hold, and unlike the time of the Republic, um, they're really getting more into the underworld. They're trying to control things more. They're trying, you know. And don't get me wrong, as we saw in Clone Wars a lot, there was a lot of police and a lot of things like that in the underworld. But at the same time, we can see that the the Empire is definitely like trying to put its claws into everything, so it has complete and utter control. And so I don't know. I, we haven't seen like a script thing or anything. But from what I watched in the test footage, we basically it looks like some criminals uh, are trying to download uh, plans to a star destroyer. And, uh, and, you know, she somehow, this gal goes to some empire terminal, downloads Yeah, it. which they call her a rebel, so. Okay, so yeah, so I, I, uh, I don't know much, I didn't, I didn't hear that, I guess. But. Uh, so, what's interesting about this is also, before Disney bought Star, or bought Lucasfilm and, and everything, they, they said that, um, there was another game. There was a game being worked on called 13. Star Wars 1313, yeah, which also so cool. took place in the underworld. And, yeah. And, um, it was level level 1313. Yeah. And so I, I wouldn't have been surprised to see these two things kind of probably correlate and have yeah. um, and kind of be making their own little uh, world there and probably build off of that with other things, novels right. and things as well. Yeah. I remember seeing some test footage of 1313, and it looked... Oh yeah, it looked great. Yes, it did. It look was really. Great. I remember being so disappointed that we didn't get it because I'm like, man, this would have been so fun. It was really one of the first games, though. I mean, not necessarily, but one of the first games where we didn't play as a Jedi. It was one of the first games where we, we were strictly just a guy with a blaster, you know? Right. So, which, which was very interesting. It was very interesting, though. 
I wonder if that would if it would have stayed that way, or if eventually you'd become a Jedi in a story or something. <laughs> I mean, typically that's how it that works. Typically, <laughs> typically that's how all Star Wars games work. Yeah. You find the secret <laughs> hidden power within. You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's uh, yeah. That's I mean, kind of like Jedi Outcast. You know, you oh, started yeah. out with a yeah. blaster, and next thing you know, you're using the Force yeah. and throwing like, oh, I love that. To game, some, but. to some extent as well, it was kind of the same with 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 Jedi Fallen Order. Like you already knew you used a Jedi, but at the same time you were just some random guy yeah. working in the mill from what you understood and eventually you you gain new abilities and you remember you know what you were taught and stuff. So right. so yeah, you know, I have a propensity a lot. But let's go ahead <laughs> and uh, let's go ahead and move on to our releases. So Andrew take Yes. So our releases. I'm going to read um, another article here and this is from Oh, I lost it. My my computer um, <laughs> crashed on us earlier, oh. and it kind of messed up all of our yeah articles. <laughs> you um, know that that's always a good sign. Like, oh, we're about to do our podcast. Well, everything's crashing and burning. Yeah. So. Okay. Here it is. <laughs> so, exclusive from Polygon. This is by Matt Patches. He says, "New Star Wars novel will shed light on Poe Dameron's past." Uh, this will also a feature Zori Bliss. So cool, cool. Um, it's going to be officially, it's officially slated for August 4th. It's called Star Wars, Poe Dameron, Freefall. Okay, interesting. And it's written by Alex, I'm probably going to get these names wrong, <laughs> Alex Segura. Yeah, that sounds good to me. <laughs> um, it's And it's a it's a young adult novel. Oh, it's like an IDW So it's thing. published by Disney Books instead mm-hmm. of like Del, Rey. Del Rey. Yeah. I'm never as big of a fan of the young adult novels as mm-hmm. I am the Del Rey novels. Yeah. And, and by the way, we're going to talk about that later on in our Q&A session. Um, or, so hang around for that. But yeah, I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty partial to like Del Rey from what I have read. Um, I did read uh, uh, recently an IDW book or young adult novel, um, The Force Collector. And while it was good, it was still wasn't, you know, it still wasn't like a... a, a Del yeah. Rey novel, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, the Disney the Disney published ones are are always a little less uh, detailed, I guess. Yeah, and yeah. they're usually a little just kind of like fun st- little stories. They don't usually tell a whole yeah. lot about um, about the world and and things. Yeah. And I like the world building of Star Wars. Oh, 100%. I love I love when a That's... when a canon novel tells you a lot about <laughs> what's going on in the world. Well, so on the Poe Dameron novel, <clears throat> I know a lot of people were really interested in Zori. Um, yeah. in episode nine. Yeah. So it will be interesting to see that dichotomy, see how they're maybe, maybe the meeting for the first time and, and, uh, mm-hmm. and, and kind of give that character some relevance, uh, in, in episode nine. So yeah. So cool. I, I think that could be, I think that could be a really good novel. So we'll, we'll see again, yeah. that's going to be in August. So, um, prepare for that. Be ready. Yeah. So let's go into our next release, which is uh, this actually released on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And, um, that is star Wars issue. Too. Now we're not always going to like talk and review an issue of when a comic comes out. Right. However, this had some big stuff that we really wanted to talk about. Oh, yeah. So we're gonna go into some spoiler content here from Star Wars issue two. So if you have a problem with that, I suggest <laughs> that you skip forward a little bit. See if we're still talking about it. Don't leave. I just skip forward a little bit. Don't leave. There's uh, stuff all throughout the episode. Come on. <laughs> yeah. But um, but we are going to talk a little bit about this because we assume there's a lot of people that just aren't going to read the comics or don't right. don't want to or whatever, but may still be curious about some of the stories. Yeah. Sorry, I hit my phone. I was like, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> so let's go right into that. Um, so again, 
We get a mention of the High Republic in this comic. Yeah, I read that. That was very interesting. Our third mention of the High third Republic. Yeah. So, what do you think about that? So, first of all, I, 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 I definitely, like, it's not even a question now. We're going into the High Republic. Now, to what context or what capacity, Yeah. I don't know if it's going to be the next series of movies or if it's just going to be this Project Luminous where it's just books and comics. Regardless, we are going to see the High Republic, and I'm cool with that. I'm excited for that. Um, And that's, you know, that's very interesting. I'm excited to see that. Uh Let's see. What was I going to say about that? I'm changing. <laughs> lost my train of thought. But uh, I don't know. I think it's really, really interesting. And I think the fact that we do see um, every instance of the High Republic in mm-hmm. books and comics is probably very likely that we're, we're going to be the Project Luminous. So it is interesting that we're seeing the, all these mentions of the High Republic just out of nowhere. Yeah. And so I'm going to I'm going to actually show what this person said. This was from Commander Grek. He's a uh, Rebellion Alliance commander. And it's Finn's dad. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it looks exactly like Finn. It is. It is not Finn's dad. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is not rumor mill. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> In the days of the High Republic, the galaxy was not as settled as it is now. Areas like the Outer Rim were dangerous, hard to navigate. <laughs> yeah. So, and then he, and, but then he goes on to say, so that people of that time built a huge space station mm-hmm. at great effort and expense and placed it in the center of the dark zones. It sent out a signal that acted as a sort of beacon helping travelers find their way. Mm-hmm. And so there's a name for this station and, it, and it's called Starlight. Yeah. He calls, Very well, he, he says, let me tell you about Operation Starlight. Yeah. So, do you think that this Operation Starlight might be... Because what's interesting, let me... You you tell us your thoughts on that. I'm going to pull up the release date for episode or um, issue three, because I think it might be close to the reveal of Project Luminous. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't have a ton of thoughts on it, to be frank, but I, I, do, I do think it's very interesting. Um, you know, one thing that they... Um, they mention is that the High Republic is this very wild time. You know what I'm saying? Like the Outer mm-hmm. Rim is like is like the cowboy. You know, <laughs> which it kind of yeah. is in 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 the way we've seen it in in the in the Republic era and the Skywalker saga. But uh, to think that that's even it's even more wild, even less controlled. That's going to be really interesting to see whether that's in books and comics or movies. So. Yeah. So so Star Wars issue three is February twenty sixth. So oh, two days after. Wow. Two days yeah. after the reveal of Project Luminous. Yeah. So that's. And so they're headed. They're they're planned right now, and at the end by the end of issue two is to go and check out this high republic station. Yeah, Starlight. Yeah. So, that's probably that, that's probably very big indicator in my opinion. That's yeah. that's a very big indicator. So, we'll see. It may not be, mean anything, folks, but if it does, you heard it here you first. You heard it here first <laughs> on the Jedi Eternal Star Wars podcast. <laughs> so, um Going, moving on with that, there's a couple other things that we want to we want to mention about this issue. Yeah. There was a, a, a big thing that happens. Well, before we talk about the beginning of the end, let's also talk about kind of ties into our first release, which was Poe. Yes. So yeah. Well, and this actually happened. Um, in the there was a there was a little issue. It was a one release issue that that kind of bridged a New Hope and Empire Strikes Back that introduced. Um, Poe Dameron's parents mm-hmm. as being at the 
at Hoth during the the battle there, mm-hmm. and is there now with the Republic, um, and also lets us know that Podameron's already born. Um, he's he is a child um, because there was there was a lot of talk. Uh, what was the series called? Star Wars. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it, well, it was a comic series that took place right after Return of the Jedi. Can't remember exactly uh, what it's called yeah, right now. I know what you're talking Is about. it like Allegiance or something? Yeah, something like that. I something think. like that. I can't remember if um, I did, but. So, anyways, but in that series, it shows, it shows them um, Poe's parents. Mm-hmm. That's kind of was our first introduction to Poe's parents, and that's been many years ago. So it's kind of cool to see that they were actually already um, there with like Luke Skywalker and, yeah. and Leia and yeah. stuff. So that's kind of a neat thing to see. Well, and also in this issue, we see, uh, which is very interesting, we get to see how involved that his parents were in right. the rebellion. And uh, <clears throat> it gives some more information. His, his mom was a, a very daring pilot, mm-hmm. uh, much like Luke, you know. Yeah. Um, and also his father uh, was less of a pilot, but he was a pathfinder, which is kind of a new thing. But it, I'm, what I'm... From my understanding, it's kind of like like a rebels special forces type deal, you know. Um, and they they go in and they do you know ground assault and things yeah. like that. So it's pretty cool, pretty cool. So then, yeah, here's the, the big end of the <laughs> issue where I just like almost like fell out of my seat when yeah. I when I because I was so shocked I didn't even know how to react. So we have um, the battle between Luke and Darth Vader at the end mm-hmm. of Empire Strikes Back. You know, such an iconic moment. Oh right? yeah. He gets his hand cut off, the hand falls, the lightsaber falls, and then we we don't see the lightsaber again until um, so years seven, and years later eight. in episode seven. Yeah. Um, so here's the big here's the big thing. It goes back to this moment in this issue at the end. It goes back, and the lightsaber and the hand are falling again, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, a robed figure grabs the lightsaber. <laughs> yeah catches it, the lightsaber yeah and it's not just any like robe it looks like a jedi it robe. looks it's like a jedi robe now you cannot see his his or her face at, at any time and another thing interesting he's black like I said, he or she i don't know if it's he it looked like a he so i don't know anyway he or she has black gloves um mm-hmm. so it's 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 very odd. I don't know. I don't have to think about that, but it does. It's very interesting. Cause I remember watching episode seven, thinking like, how in the world did Maz? It's, it's, been, a, it's been a big question about how exactly yeah. the lightsaber went from falling um, off of Bespin yeah. and then going to or well, Cloud City and then <laughs> how, and then going and ending up there. Exactly. How in the world did Maz Kanata get? I mean, how is it not just destroyed? Blah 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 blah. So super cool to see this. Now, as to who it is, we don't really know yet. And we were just kind of theorizing that it might be um, a force ghost, but I don't remember seeing the blue aura. Now I went back and looked at the the picture, and the background's blue. The background's blue. So it so it could easily be, yeah they could easily be kind there. of tricking us yeah. into into thinking hey this is a life, real life person that's going to end up yeah. being a, a force ghost. But I I don't think it's I mean I don't see how it could be a real life person because like it catches it. I mean, how would he catch it? You know what I'm saying? How would a physical person catch it? Yeah. So it would make sense as a force ghost, but, but it's such a weird thing. Who, black gloves. Well, the thing like is, so indicative if, of something. Yeah. Why? Well, and maybe it's because it, it's a force ghost. Yeah. And they're wanting to the mask that because if you if you could see the hands, maybe that would create more of a yeah. a blue. You know, like the fingers are like dissolving a little bit, like <laughs> yeah. like Luke or something. So I I don't know I don't know it. Here's the thing: Star Wars has to be careful because if they're not careful. They're, by the time of A New Hope, you know, Luke is supposed to be 
the 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 only Jedi around, right? Exactly. The only one. But if Star Wars isn't careful, there's actually going to be all kinds of Jedi everywhere. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that but, were. <laughs> but we can get away with it because they're not strictly Jedi. Right. They're just they're just Force users that have lightsabers. <laughs> Ahsoka, cough, cough. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Ezra, cough, cough. You know yeah, all these. Cal, all these cough, cough. Yeah, I mean all of them. So. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Um. So, I I personally, my opinion, I hope it's Force Ghost. Yeah, I agree. Who it would be, I have no idea. It could just be a brand new new character that yeah. was a part of the Jedi that we don't know about. But I do think whoever this is could very well be the teacher for Luke in this one year. Yeah. Because in He's... at the end of Empire Strikes Back to the beginning of Return of the Jedi, Luke Skywalker is almost a completely new character. And that's what I was going to mention. That's very much what I was going to mention. Because we see him in, um, like I said, in uh, episode five mm-hmm. of Empire. He is... Uh, struggling but we see nothing and this is one thing i really like about this new comic series is that we never see the struggle like he, this guy his whole life is turned around. i mean he gets his hand chopped off yeah. he loses his his ancestral lightsaber so to speak and now he realizes that his father is the most evil person in the galaxy in his mind right you know and all of a sudden we skip to episode six and he's cool with it like we don't see this but in this episode or this uh excuse me this comic series in this uh, specific um um issue number two we really start to see the struggle that you know he's questioning in his mind like there's all these flashbacks yeah. between back and forth to that moment where where you know uh, Anakin is talking to him and all of a sudden you know he begins towards the end of the 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 um the the issue yeah. he's like if I'm not supposed to be a Jedi what am I supposed to be and he's like obviously like really struggling thinking like oh he might not even be a Jedi so I think that's a very valid point that it could be maybe somebody that yeah, because somewhere along the way, he has more teaching. Yeah. And we know, at least I'm pretty sure we know, that it, it's not Obi-Wan Kenobi. Because yeah. I think I think he's pretty shocked to see Obi-Wan Kenobi again in Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Um, and we know it's not Yoda, because you know, he doesn't go back to Dagobah. Right. So, until, yeah, until Return of the Jedi, and then yeah. he comes back for his training or whatever. Right, so, yeah. So, I, I really think that this must be um, someone that can kind of guide him into the next... <sighs> Um, next step and what if now this is really crazy what if this is a character from the Project Luminous yeah that's someone well a Jedi from the High Republic era dude I, mean, I would not you know what that. I'm saying I would not uh, doubt th- that at all that could very well be another way to yeah. connect all that I could very well see that but what's what's really interesting and I just want to mention this because we were talking about Luke if you if you go back to um, it was I don't know what issue of Star Wars it was. It was in the main Star Wars comic, I believe. And it's when Darth Vader finds out that Luke Skywalker is his son. Yeah. And he finds out by Boba Fett, if yeah. you didn't know. I Boba Fett is the one that tells him. Yeah. And all of a sudden, Darth Vader, he gets so mad. He's just standing there. But he gets so mad that he breaks all the glass and stuff around <laughs> yeah, him, okay? He's not so even awesome. moving, but he just it just yeah. breaks, yeah. shatters. And issue one... Or I think it was issue one. It may have been the the one-off comic that bridged him. I'm not sure. I apologize for that. But um, Luke Skywalker, you know, is is sitting, standing there. He's looking out just like Darth Vader was in, in, a, in one of those previous issues. And he's thinking about the fact that he's reliving that, thinking about the fact that he is... Oh, that's this that issue. He is, this was issue two. Uh, I don't believe it. No. Not, not the one I'm talking about. Oh, okay. Never mind. But 
whenever and then he's thinking about that about he's the fact that he is Darth Vader's son and he shatters the glass all <laughs> yeah. around him just like Darth Vader Very did. Very appropriate. And Very so appropriate. I thought that was pretty neat. Yeah, but. it's so cool. Absolutely. So let's go. Let's move on. We talked about that for a long time. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot to talk about. <laughs> there's there, lots to know, talk yeah. about there. Uh, exciting stuff. But oh, yeah. anyways, we just had to add this uh, because <laughs> yeah. this is just awesome. <laughs> yes. Uh, Sideshow Collectibles is releasing. Yeah. A life-size yeah. figure of Baby Yoda. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> we, as you can tell, we were very I'm so excited. excited. It's it's only three hundred and fifty dollars. What a bargain! <laughs> but I saw pictures of it, and I think I posted them on, on the Twitter and Facebook page. So go check it out there. Uh, if not, I will make sure to do that before the end of the day today. But they are. They, I mean, it looks exactly like Baby Yoda in the show. I mean, it looks <laughs> yeah. exactly like him. Yeah, it's <laughs> so guys, we're gonna open up a GoFundMe. If you guys want to support this cause, we're gonna have that as a show mascot. We have to have Baby Yoda. <laughs> My PayPal is. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, but it's it looks great it, for those of you that does. can dish out the 350 bucks to have one. Good, good for you. Good for you. Uh, it, it looks really great, and um, I'm sure many many fans will be pleased to have that in their homes. So. I will someday. I may have to take out a second credit card, but I'm getting Baby Yoda, boys. <laughs> All right. So well, you want to lead us into our main topic? Let's do that. Let's go into the main topic. And today we're talking about Trevorrow's scrapped script. Um, so for th- for those of you who are not familiar with, with what's going on, it's been a big buzz on Twitter and some of the social medias lately. Um, but essentially, uh, Colin Trevorrow, which is his name, um, when, they, when they first slated episodes 7, 8, and 9 coming into the new sequel trilogy, uh, they had J.J. Abrams for episode 7. They had um, uh, Ryan Johnson as episode eight, and they had Colin Trevorrow as episode nine. And so with all the things that's happened thus far, around 2016, um, Kathleen Kennedy and some of the higher-ups at Disney kind of saw fit to to slate all of his stuff, get rid of Colin Trevorrow for whatever reason— and bring JJ back in. I think it was mostly just because they needed to win, and people seemed to like JJ um, in episode seven in his work and stuff like that. So that's that's kind of the premise of what's going on. So Colin Trevorrow had pretty much a lot of at least the first script, uh, the first version written for episode nine. Um, and so recently, after the release of episode nine, um, his version of the script got leaked. And so there's been a really big buzz on social media. So today we're going to talk very first. Uh, uh, we're going to talk about this script a little <laughs> bit and things we like and don't like. But let's Andrew. Let's first talk about the name. So it was going to be called Episode Nine: Duel of the Fates. Yeah. Now very for some of you, that'll be a well-known name. Yes. Yes. Um, so go ahead and talk <laughs> about that. What 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 is significant about Duel of the Fates and whether you like it or not? The, the significance name. of Duel of the Fates. <laughs> Is because it is the name of a song in Star Wars that we love very much. Uh, the greatest score probably <laughs> yes. in Star Wars history. Yes, uh, it is iconic, and and what's kind of upsetting about this is that it was teased to be in, in Episode Nine in in one of the trailers, yeah, or a TV spot, I believe, leading into into Episode Nine. And so we, me and Braxton thought we were getting that, and it never appeared. So That's that was so that was sad. Yeah, uh, I find it interesting that they decided to name the movie that at the <laughs> yeah. time. And so I just want to say before we get too much more into this that um, we're going to talk about this script, mm-hmm. but let's make one thing clear: 
Star Wars Episode Nine is Rise of the Skywalker. Mm-hmm. It's done. It is Episode Nine. Yes. Yes. It is canon. It always will be. Mm-hmm. It is. It's what happened. So, I respect their decisions. I respect what um, the, the direction they went. Mm-hmm. So, if I talk about something here, if we if we talk about something we really like about this script or things, um, I don't want you to think we're saying that. Um, you know, release the Trevorrow script. Get rid of, get rid of J.J. <laughs> no, Abrams. Yeah, that's yeah. not that's not the kind of people we are. No, so um, we respect what they did there. I think this does have some really neat stuff. But, Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, let's let's keep it at that. This is a in, in a sense. This is now a this is now fan fiction. This is pretty much fan fiction. So yeah. um, this this whole episode, this main topic is just like a what if? What right, if right. this happened? So, so just to make that clear before we go any farther. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so let's go. So anyway, it. so what are your thoughts, though, on Duel of Fate? Like, would you have liked that to, to be the name of the episode? No. Nine? Okay. Why? I, I, I don't think I would because, first of all, I I like I like Duel of the Fates as the score. <laughs> I don't really... I don't really want that to be the name of a movie as well just because of that reason. Yeah. Because I just want that to be for that. For yeah. That. Um, but also, I mean, I guess it's kind of fitting... Mm-hmm. It's kind of fitting for what I guess happens in this story. Yeah. But I, I think I would have preferred them do something else. What about yeah. you? I am a little in the middle about it. I'm leaning more towards I don't know that I would want it. First of all, like like Darth Vader and the whole discussion we had earlier, I think Duel of the Fates is so legendary that it almost just needs like little teases here and there or little drops in there. It doesn't need to be the, the entire title of an entire movie in the saga. Yeah. Um, you know, for me, it's a little derivative. I mean, I think it's already been used. It's already an established thing, and it's one of the greatest pieces of scoring um, that we've ever heard in Star Wars, in my opinion. Yeah. And, um, and so for it to be called that, I don't, I mean, I would like it just because it's Duel of the Fates and it is a little bit fitting, but at the same time, I want to keep it unsullied. You know what I'm saying? I want Duel of the Fates to be what it is, the greatest song in Star Wars. I don't necessarily know that I would want it to be the title of the movie. So right. that's kind of much my opinion. Yeah, I'm with you. So, um, moving past that. So that's, that was the name. So episode nine, Duel of the Fates, that's what it's going to be called. So let's, um, Let's talk about the content a little bit. So I'm going to just go run over a little bit of an overview, and we can talk about it uh, after that. But um, so there's some things that were somewhat similar, but for the most part, for the most part, um, it was very, very uh, different, very different. Um, uh, so one of the biggest things, like I said, obviously, I'm sure as you know, um, there's spoilers. Uh, we're going to be talking about episode nine, uh, the actual one, JJ's version. Yes, um, yes. So, but I think that's kind of under, you know stated. Yeah. And it's been a month since it's been out, so you know. <laughs> if you haven't watched it yet, you're not, <laughs> you're not a Star Wars fan. No, I'm, we're yeah. kidding. We're kidding. That's what, that's what people would say, though. <laughs> <laughs> but but no, for real though. So anyway, spoilers a little bit. Um, but the biggest thing, biggest difference is there's no Palpatine at all. Right. Um, from and like I, said, I don't even know is still very dead. And I don't even know that there was supposed to be. In fact, I'm pretty sure there was not even supposed to be like a hologram or even talk. I mean, I don't think Palpatine was in it at all. There, There is, there is one, I think, I believe I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure there's one point where there is a hologram. Yeah. There's well, a, there's a, there's a, so b- before we get any farther on that, I do, I do want to mention one thing. There is, there is two drafts of this. Yeah. Of this yeah. script. There's the very first draft and then there's the last draft and they're quite different. Mm-hmm. Um, Robert Meyer Burnett did his thoughts on the first draft and then it came out a little bit later, the second draft. 
we're gonna we're, so this was the final draft. That's the one we're talking yeah. about. We're not gonna talk yeah. about the first draft. Um, there's not, in my opinion, as much to talk about in that. Right. So we're talking about the final draft of of this script, just so everyone knows. So and um, so coming back to that, there's no Palpatine. Now uh, you're right because if I'm not mistaken, the uh, Kylo ends up actually being taught by. Tor Valum or Tor yes. Valum, which was supposedly "quote unquote" um, uh, Palpatine's master. Now, that's something I want to talk about. This is a new, newish character, and I don't know that I like that because I've always just assumed that Darth Plagueis was his, Palpatine's master, and I liked that thought. So, what yeah, do so, you think? Well, so I was not under. I didn't really take it as he was his master, but I, I took it more as he was like someone that just kind of maybe guided him or like taught him some things. Well, I'm looking um, at the Collider article for for uh for episode 9 for mm-hmm. our script and it says here uh da, 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 What da, does it say? Yeah. It says he comes says. he he being Kylo comes in contact with a Sith teacher of Palpatine, Torvellum, via an ancient Sith device and uh, as he's trying to put in, into the Jedi and the Sith once and for all. So um, I guess it doesn't necessarily inherently say master, but it does say his Sith teacher. So, you know, and I did look it up. I, I did look it up because I'm like, well, first of all, um, you make just to make sure that they're not trying to say Torvalum is the name of Darth Plagueis, which I know it not in old canon, but uh, I looked it up and, and it did say that that was actually a new character. So anyway, my point being is I, I, I mean, that's the thing. Darth Plagueis is still canon. He never was not canon because in episode three, have you heard the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise? I thought not, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, we know that he had always been canon. Um, so with that being said, I I, I was kind of like, wow, are they really trying to, like, make Plagueis not his master anymore? So anyway, I don't know. That's just something random. Um, well, because I believe I'm looking for... I can't find it. Um, I know that there that the Emperor has a hologram, and he tells Kylo. Or well, I, I mean, he's actually telling. The hologram is from is actually for Luke, I believe, or Va- no Vader. It's for Vader telling Vader if which one is it, Bob? I'm sorry. <laughs> it's for Vader. He's telling <laughs> him if he dies, what to do next, right? Oh, and he tells yeah, him to go yeah. to this this thing. Yeah, this ancient Sith tool or whatever so anyway we're, we're not going to get too too crazy into that but i thought that was that was the biggest difference is that palpatine was no longer right now there might have been like one little thing leading him to torvalum whatever okay but there's no palpatine definitely was not alive <laughs> he's definitely not alive and well so secondly you know one thing that i was reading is that uh there was a lot more finn and rose in this one much like episode eight there was an entire arc of finn and rose in this one so apparently they go to, uh, they go to Coruscant and they're trying to go. To, so and first of all, in case you guys didn't know, um, in this script, the first order had set up their base in Coruscant. Um, so that was pretty cool. I like the call back to Coruscant and we get to see the Jedi Temple. So they're trying to go and light this beacon into the Jedi Temple to, um, to, uh, to signify war and stuff like Which that. Which is my favorite part of the entire script is the fact that they go back to the Jedi Temple on Coruscant. Yes, that, exactly. See, because what that does is it ties in the prequels. Exactly. Uh, I agree. And so I thought that was amazing. I love that aspect yeah. of it. Yeah, I agree. And so, and from there, um, Rose actually ends up getting captured by Hux. 
and uh, and uh, so so does um, so does Finn, but and he ends up escaping and he ends up rallying like all these people, including a bunch of renegade stormtroopers. So I thought that was pretty cool. So let me make one thing clear: I am not a huge fan of Finn and Rose. Now. I know there's a lot of people that are, so I'm not going to, you know, I'm not saying that you're invalid because you think that by any yeah. med- uh, stretch of the imagination, but I personally was not a huge fan of Finn and Rose. I like Finn a lot more than I like Rose, but to me, I just feel like a lot of times they were just these throwaway characters and they spent so much time on these characters in episode eight. Like there was like 30 to 45 minutes of episode eight where it was just Finn and Rose and they went to that slaver, uh, I, and forgive me for not knowing the name off the top of my head, but they went to this like slaver planet and uh, all to find this one guy who really ended up not mounting to much yeah, and the thing is is you could i mean finn should be an interesting character i agree he is yes. he is a a rogue stormtrooper you know <laughs> that had he, there's there's so much story to tell there yeah and yet for whatever reason no one can seem to get it right no you know it's like no. they they end up making him a throwaway character a lot yeah. and the it's same for rose really because they could make great stories for them but they just didn't ryan johnson really <sighs> yeah. uh Really messed it up there, in my opinion. Yeah, and I, I, like I said, I think Rose or excuse me, Finn, had a lot more potential than Rose. Rose, for me, I, I am not trying to be mean because I know a lot of people like her, but but Rose for me never, I, I never liked her. <laughs> I'm just gonna be, I'm just gonna be honest. I never liked Rose. I didn't think, you know, she didn't have even the potential to be a, 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 other than a throwaway character. But they just kept giving her stuff to do, and um, and so that's one thing I found that they did right. And uh, please don't hate me in the comments, <laughs> but please, I please I beg you. So but, yeah, I'm reading this and it talks about, about, um, Torvalum being the master. I, I think this is maybe one of the reasons why they just one of many reasons why they didn't do this script mm-hmm. because clearly whoever wrote this did not understand <laughs> Star Wars lore, <laughs> did not understand lore, like with, yeah. with like Plagueis and stuff. Yeah. So I'm sure that whenever they brought this to them, the story groups like, uh, what? what are you talking about? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like Palpatine has a master. <laughs> yeah, because like so, from what I read, they very much made it sound like Torvalum was his master. Yeah, so, they did. Uh, so that's interesting. Yeah. So anyway, so let's let's move on from that. But uh, so what's very interesting uh, to see? So like I said, now I think that this this would have given Rose and given Finn a, lot, a little bit more. Val- yeah. uh, val- validity that's what I'm trying to say mm-hmm. because they're going and they're on this mission to do something really important last last time in episode 8 they're trying to find that 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 I can't even remember off the top of my head that's how much I, <laughs> that's how much I dislike episode 8 but um, I don't even remember what exactly they're trying to find that guy break him out of prison so that he can have the secret codes or whatever and it really ended up being nil like it amounted to nothing so this would actually have been pretty cool but let's also now talk about can I mention one thing oh, yeah. before we move on to yeah, the yeah, next yeah. part yeah. I also like um, that Kylo forges a new mask in this movie, mm, and yeah. he makes it out of Mandalorian Viscar. Oh, so, I didn't know about that. Yes, that's so his cool. mask is is made out of that. So that's just kind of a neat that's little thing cool. that they. I that saw they that had. he had a new mask, but I didn't not realize it was made out of Beskar. Yes. So that's that's really interesting. But that's what we're going to talk about uh, now, and we're just going to talk about Ray, Kylo, and Poe. But um, you know, so. On that other side, the other kind of arc of, of the movie was going to be Ray and Poe, and they're trying to like find Kylo. They're trying mm-hmm. to go and, and they're trying to convince him to be deterred because she still senses the good. But according to this script, Kylo's just like bad, bad. Like I mean, he's just Kylo's gone. He's gone, or Ben's gone. I guess well, you could yeah, say. Kylo's there, but Ben Ben is gone completely. And um and so he's been training with Torvalum, which was like in this story was supposed to be like. 
a major Sith Lord. Yeah, he, I mean, he was 7,000 years old. Exactly. So. so so he's bad. He's gone. And so eventually, so Kylo and Rey at the end of the movie uh, in the script ends up going on to the planet of Mortis. And they end up trying to battle and fight. And supposedly, according to the script, Luke, Obi-Wan, and Yoda uh, all try to help her fight him. Which I think yeah. that would have been kind of cool. So in this movie, Luke Skywalker is way more prominent than he was in Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, yeah. Um, Luke is haunting Kylo Ren, which yeah. is just <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I agree. love that, that he's haunting Kylo Ren. It makes sense for the end of, at the end of, uh, of Last Jedi. Last Jedi. Because yeah. he's like, see you around, kid. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, and it's like, yeah. I'm going to haunt you. I'm going to be back. <laughs> you can't get rid of me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and so... I would have loved to have seen more more of Luke. Yeah. And the fact that this script delivers that is, is great because then he's not only haunting Kylo, but he's mm-hmm. also still training Rey. Well, and another cool thing is like during his time of haunting Kylo, he actually, he, I don't know how this works, but he somehow like made a physical embodiment of Darth Vader and made it fight Kylo. So <laughs> that would have been kind of cool to see. It was a lot like, it was like the antithesis, like the opposite of, of what happened to Luke when he went into the Dagobah forest and, and fought Darth Vader. But it's like the opposite now on the opposite side of the spectrum. But anyway, I think that would have been pretty cool. Um, and then the fact that they bring they bring this to the Mortis, mm-hmm. which for those of you Clone Wars fans, you're going to know what that is. That That is a, a big <laughs> deal. Again, it connects like the prequels and things into... Mm-hmm. I would have loved to seen that. Yeah, and like I said, one thing I think that this movie or this movie would have done right is that they would have included some of the prequel stuff, some of the Clone Wars stuff, and try to tie in a lot of stuff. So I like that. So, but let's let's not uh, let's get too too distracted here. Let's keep on moving. Um, obviously, at the end, Kylo can't be turned because he's completely gone and he's end up eventually killed or extinguished, as the <laughs> as the article states. Um, so. With Who, that wait, who's extinguished? Kylo. Oh, like, okay. He's yeah. extinguished, kill. You know, they didn't say kill. You guys said he was extinguished, but okay. you know what that means. You know, get your head chopped off, you're extinguished. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> so, but with that being said, um, so those of you who are Raylo fans, you know, want to see Kylo and Ray, you definitely did not get it in this script. So, uh, so anyway, you should be glad. <laughs> I'm also, I'm reading something here that says this is, this was the first script. So now I'm confused. Oh, I'm not sure which one well, is the first. In, guys, it doesn't matter. It didn't happen. So it don't matter. <laughs> at the end of the day, it was so, one of the scripts and it didn't get used. Yeah. So. <laughs> I don't know. I thought this was the previous one. Uh, anyway, or the last one, but anyway, don't matter. So, um, so at the, at the end of the movie and we're, we're going to kind of wrap up this part and we're going to talk just a little bit about what we like and didn't like, and we're going to get into a Q and a, but, um, but eventually, what ended up happening at the end of the movie is that Finn leads a group of sensi- uh, force-sensitive kids to some unknown remote planet uh, that, that's not mentioned, and so that Ray could train them. And what was kind of cool, I'll give them, is that the broom kid from the end of Episode Eight uh, was was one of those kids, and uh, they they are going to go train them as a, uh, Jedi. I don't know, but as as uh, Force, you know, force users and whatnot. Yes. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool. So one interesting development in all of this is that there's actually a bunch of art, concept art released. Mm -hmm. And for the longest time, a lot of people thought it was fake. 
Um, a lot of people thought it was fake. A lot of people thought it was just something a fan made. But then Colin actually came out and said, nah, actually, you know, these yeah, are legit. Yeah, confirmed it. Yeah. So there was some pretty interesting stuff. And we can talk about this if you have someone that you liked. Um, but I'm just going to say real quickly what I really liked. And that was, um, the first one was, there was one that was showing Ray. And she's in this outfit that looks very much like what Luke wore in episode six. Yes, I thought that was really cool. It's like all black and has that little like like gray triangle fold on Mm -hmm. the front. And you can always look these up and we can post them on the the pages as well. But but I thought that was really cool. And in fact, she also had a um, a blue double sided dual sided lightsaber, which was really really neat. I thought that was really interesting. Um, Another thing was. so as as we stated, they are stationed in Coruscant now. So the the, the first order headquarters in Coruscant, and um, so what's interesting is that Hux finds a lightsaber in the Jedi Temple. Yes. And uh, Andrew, what color is that lightsaber? That lightsaber color is purple. <laughs> yeah. So you all should know what that means. Yeah, exactly. There was, I mean, uh, in in canon, from what I understand, there was only one character that had a purple lightsaber. And that was our good friend Mace Windu. So, uh, so I think that's a really cool callback because, as we know, you know, um, you know, he gets his hand chopped off and all that good stuff. Um, so it's very possible that his lightsaber is just still sitting there. You know what I'm saying? So Hux finds yeah. it. So what's interesting though is Hux later on when he finds out or when he sees all of these renegade stormtroopers and citizens of Coruscant, everybody led by Finn charging in to attack, and he realizes that they're going to be overthrown. He ends up killing himself with this purple lightsaber like committing yeah. seppuku you know like the old japanese like uh form of suicide or whatever but very interesting he uses mace windu's lightsaber to kill himself so I, that was that was kind of interesting i'm not gonna lie so yeah i, I think that's pretty great <laughs> yeah so what are some things i mean off the top of your head do you have anything in particular I, you've I, seen yeah i like the one with um it shows it shows Leia and BB-8. Yes. And yes. it's it's Leia like in her traditional outfit, mm-hmm. which I don't really know story-wise why she'd be wearing that, but Right. um but I like that she's knelt down wearing it and she's like inserting something into BB-8. Yes. And it's just kind of a callback to that scene in A New Hope yeah. with R2D2. From my understanding, that was she was inserting a message in him so that Finn and Rose could play it at the Jedi Temple project it to the oh, galaxy okay. so that's, that's cool. what i understand yeah so anyway so yeah, it's, it's some neat stuff i i encourage yeah. everybody to, to uh search it out look, yeah um check those out they're they're pretty cool yeah so there's a few things i um we're we're running a little long time we still have q a so i'm gonna cut some of the last part out which is just talking about what we didn't like and we can run over that just very quickly i just personally didn't like that they kept ray as a nobody and that was one thing they kept ray as a nobody um that her parents were nothing in fact they said that kylo by the behest of Snoke, killed her parents. But why? How did they even know who she was? You know, yeah, eh, it's a little weird. Um, for me, again, I feel like the problems with the writing of the sequel trilogy is they made a lot of these major characters, Ray, Finn, Rose, throwaway characters. And my opinion is that a lot of times Ray didn't have a lot of validity as a character. And I think bringing her in as a Palpatine added some real internal struggle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now it's not just like, oh, I'm not anybody, but I can forge my own path in the universe. Now it's like, I'm the granddaughter of the most evil man in history, and now I have to fight to be good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know. Yeah, well, I would I personally would have threw a fit if, if they had – had this Torvalum character instead of Plagueis. Oh yeah, Me I would have. I would have been very upset because I've 
I still to this day want to see Plagueis. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's so many rumors about Plagueis still being alive and, and yeah. all that stuff. And then and then if they would have brought this guy, this big alien thing in that's got like a, sitting on a baby head or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen that? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's like sitting. It's, it it's this like weird spider looking thing sitting on a baby head. But anyways, <laughs> you can look it up yourself. Yeah, I, doubt, I don't um, think you want to. But anyway. <laughs> but if they would have had that instead of Plagueis, I would have been pretty upset. So that's probably my the thing that I hate most about this script. Yeah. Um, another thing for me, and this is the final thing before we move into Q&A, but one thing I really didn't like is how, and like I said, it might have been fleshed out different when it, the movie was actually made, but I feel like there's like no mention of like Leia, except for that maybe that one part where she was inserting the message into BB-8. But like mm-hmm. one thing I liked is that Leia did play a big final part um, in episode nine and uh you know i and carrie fisher you know uh god bless her you know she's she's passed away now but she uh she was a huge character i mean all throughout star wars you know especially in the, obviously in the original trilogy but um but you know now that we had han killed off now that we had luke killed off yeah. you know i'm glad that they kept her in episode nine well, as and, an, an and, integral part yeah and they said that she was gonna her role was going to be was going to be very big mm-hmm. in in the script until she passed away, mm-hmm. which so it's interesting that the script doesn't seem to. I don't know. Have a whole it's but very weird. I, one weird. question before we move on: What is what was your favorite part of the script? So my favorite part. It's um, a good question. Um, I I just think you know, I don't know that I have a singular thing. Mm-hmm. I just think I like that there's a lot of callbacks to the prequels and to the Clone Wars. Yes, and I love that. Pardon me. Um, one thing I really liked about that is that it tied everything in. And that's one thing that I felt like was kind of missed in episode nine that yeah. we got is that it didn't culminate the entire one through nine mm-hmm. saga. And then, okay, here's this beautiful package. We're done. This is it. We're, we're, we're ending it all. Cause I, I felt like they, they, they referenced obviously the sequel trilogy uh, with JJ's movie. And they yeah. obviously referenced the original trilogy, but there was not a lot to the prequel trilogy. And we didn't get to see young Anakin. We didn't, you know, any of this stuff. So, I just feel like if when you're going to end a saga, you got to have everything in it, and that's the one thing I think they did right. On, well, on I, the I I just want you to think of this real quick. Close your eyes and think of and think of this. It, let's say we mix those two movies together a little bit, and mm-hmm. we're on Coruscant at the Jedi Temple. Palpatine comes to the back there, and he's in yeah. there. He's in he's in there, and then you have Ray come in and. You're in that big hallway in there, you know, of the Jedi Temple. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you got you got Luke and Obi Wan Kenobi and Yoda <laughs> and the Force Ghosts are all coming yes. around, and the, and it's all taking place in the temple. Yes. That that's what I would have died if something like that happened. <laughs> but but overall, it was a, it was a cool script. Um, at the end of the day, it's not what we got, and that's fine. Um, at the end of the day, JJ did the best with what he could. Yeah, and and um, I w- I love the fact that we got Palpatine back. Yeah. This the script, of course, didn't have that. So, and in the end, I'm thankful we got the script we got because mm-hmm. I I think having Palpatine back was very important to yeah. the saga of Star Wars. A lot of people did not agree with that. <laughs> oh, I know, I know, a lot of people, lot of agree people don't that. agree with that. But um, what's the point in continuing the saga without, I think, the overall villain of yeah. the saga? Yeah. Well, I mean, think about it. Palpatine has always been in, in the, he was the villain in behind the scenes in one to three. And I guess I guess you could say, well, Disney shouldn't have continued the saga because it ended when Palpatine died. Yeah. And there is an argument for that. There's an argument but for that. But since too. they decided to continue making them, mm-hmm. I'm glad that Palpatine was in. So anyway, so that's that's that guys. That was our main topic for the day. Uh, but we do have a QA section. So so to give a premise here, 
um, last Friday and Saturday, uh, we created a Facebook and a Twitter. Um, and, uh, and first of all, I uh, want to thank you again, guys, so, so much. Uh, from the bottom of our hearts, this is, has been just a pleasure project for us. So we just had so much fun making episode one and now making episode two. And we're we're going to try to continue every Friday indefinitely. Um, but uh, but we, we this was just to be fun. But you guys have come in strong. We got like 250 likes on Facebook. Um, you know, we still need to build up a Twitter, so help us out on that. But uh, we're going to be posting more and more and more. Um, I'm going to be having polls on there. Uh, we're going to be having questionnaires. We're going to have Q&A forums where you guys can ask things and make it very interactive because we want to share our podcast and have a meeting for that. But I, I think I speak for me and Andrew both that we want to make this a community. Yes, we want absolutely. to. Um, we want to have a community of people that all love Star Wars and where we all can just yeah. have one hub where we can just talk, and right. get together, share things. So and, anyway, and hopefully yeah. when you guys do have a question or something, we can kind of help out, maybe answer something that you're right. curious about, or at least give our opinions, our opinions. on. Because <laughs> more than things are opinions. And also one thing, I, uh, one person I would like to thank with mm-hmm. uh, all this is uh, my sister, Promise, yes. uh, Promise Rollins. I yes. wanted to say Bolin, but she's recently <laughs> right. married. Promise Rollins, um, who created our graphic uh, of Jedi Eternal, and it yes. looks fantastic. Yeah. So a big thank you to her for that. Yeah, big thanks, Promise. I was actually just about to say that. So it's a good thing you said it too, and we want to thank Promise for that. Um, and because, you know, I had made something like on Adobe Spark, and it looked just ridiculous. <laughs> like, I think this could be our, uh, look at this. and then, and then uh, Andrew had the audacity to say, yeah, that looks good. That's what I'm wanting to. <laughs> and then uh, promise comes in, design something. You're like, Oh my gosh, that looks amazing. So big things to promise. But uh, without further ado, we did have this week, a Q and a forum post on, uh, on both of them. And we, we did, uh, we're still growing our community. And so please uh, make sure this week, if you have any questions, comments, and things you'd like to talk about, drop them in the Q and a forum. But we did have three people this week on yes, Facebook. Three. Thank you so, so much. First of all, I want to give a big shout out to Noah, uh, Noah Aguilar or Aguilar. I'm sorry if that's, you know, not how you pronounce your name. Um, but a hundred percent positive. But <laughs> right? We I'm think maybe we have sure. it right. <laughs> <laughs> but Noah, we are so thankful. I mean, you were the first person, uh, to comment on that. And you have been uh, a person on Facebook who's been very active, yeah. Uh, liking and commenting and yeah, we yeah. greatly appreciate it very thankful Noah. um continue, yeah, keep it up man but so noah on our q a forum post he says thoughts on the new star wars canon books and favorite legends books so let me go ahead and start off with this because okay. i'm the least qualified person to talk about this <laughs> so um i kind of alluded to it earlier in this episode but i'll be honest i have very much slacked um, on reading the books. I used to read the books all the time when I was younger. So I, I know a lot about the legends and stuff. Um, and, but as I've gotten older and I'm, I'm doing, I'm working full time, going to college, you know, it's all excuses, but, but, uh, you know, uh, I just haven't been reading very much. And, uh, I did read some over, uh, Christmas break, you know, I got some time off work and things like that. And so I did, I read a book here and there, but, uh, so in terms of the new canon, um, I, uh, like I said, I have read very little, um, but I've heard a lot of great things. Um, I recently read The Force Collector, um, like I said, uh, in com- or coming up into um, episode nine. Cause I thought there's going to be a lot more relevance to that, um, uh, but it was just kind of just a cool, like, uh, artistic way of recapping the entire saga, which I thought that was really cool. So Force Collector was a fun book. Um, I, I really enjoyed it, but it wasn't IDW, kind of one of those like teen novel things. So it didn't add a bunch, but I really liked it. Um, and then also though, we had the chance to go to, um, 
uh, Star Wars Celebration, like I said, back in April of 2019. And there, and this is a whole other story. We don't want to go into it. We had this <laughs> awesome experience of being able to get the limited edition version of Claudia Gray's Master and Apprentice. Yeah. And that was, and if you guys want to hear about that, leave it in the comments. We'll talk about it later. Yeah. This is a long story, but. Um, it's, we actually got a signed copy from her and I'm about like a third of the way, half of the way through that. And, uh, like I said, Obi-Wan's my favorite character. And so naturally this can be like one of my favorite books that I read in new canon. Um, oh, I forgot. I also read Tarkin. So Tarkin was a very good book as well. Um, but Master and Apprentice, as I've been reading it has been probably my favorite. I'm not even done with it yet. And I'm about halfway through and it's just so good. Like, I love to see the dichotomy between Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon and how they're so different and how they have the challenge, you know, these challenges and, um, um, uh, you know, we have this new character Voss, which is, which is Dooku's like second apprentice kind of thing. You know, it's so very good. Um, in terms of legends, we'll talk about that in a second, but Andrew, what's like, what are your thoughts on the new canon books? So when it comes to new canon, um, I have enjoyed most all of the new canon books. They, they all have brought something I appreciated to the table. The one thing I will say about New Canon in comparison to Legends is that back with Legends, you know, it continued the story, the story of Star Wars. Right. That's where we got the continuation. Oh, okay? yeah. So, like, you know, we have a, se- a sequel trilogy now. We didn't have that back with Legends. Mm-hmm. Legends created the the sequel trilogy in a sense with the oh, with yeah. actually with the Thrawn series that the back then yeah um and it and and then past that it they just continued on until they went like sixty years later and and uh, right. had all this stuff and and so with new canon it's more like they like okay let's tell a little story here let's tell a backstory here for this person let's right. tell what happened in between this this movie and that movie which is fine but we never get like a super big story right there's that's n- the problem with new canon and so you never get a huge like continuation which of anything which project luminous could be which project luminous may be the first time yeah. we get that in in canon which yeah which is going to be awesome if if that's the yeah. case but right now it's always been like kind of a little like background stuff that being said, some of my favorite um, canon novels is Lost Stars, which is actually a young adult novel. But Lost Stars is really a masterpiece of a story. Um, and really, it, when it comes down to it, when you narrow it down, it's, it's a love story more than anything. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. But it is a fantastic story that goes through a lot of time. And I don't want to like go into spoilers or anything, but it, it is a very good story. I highly recommend everyone check that one out. Another one I really enjoy is Dark Disciple. Hmm. And the reason I enjoy Dark Disciple is actually supposed to be a Clone Wars, um, a Clone Wars arc hmm. that they had to cancel because of the series ending. And so with that, it kind of finishes the story for um, Ventress. Mm-hmm. And also gives you a lot of information on Quinlan, Quinlan Voss. Yeah, he's a very and interesting character. For sure. Wow, what a what a cool story that is! I highly also highly recommend you guys check that one out. Another novel I like, I really like is Phasma. You know, Phasma is such a cool character, uh, appearance wise, but in the movie she gets nothing. She gets absolutely nothing, and it's really quite a travesty. But mm-hmm. in in this novel, you get her whole backstory, but you also just kind of learn more about her as a character, and it's really, really good by Delilah Dawson. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend you check that out. And then 
my other recommendation can't you tell be, that he's read a lot of books <laughs> <laughs> i'm a book nerd give me a break <laughs> my other recommendation for all of you would be the aftermath trilogy now the first one's kind of hard to read they're they're all somewhat hard to read to be honest i kind of struggled through them a little bit mm-hmm. but now more than ever i think there's some more importance to them than i ever realized oh, yeah. after after finishing episode 9 if you go back and especially read the the third one in the trilogy, mm-hmm. um, there are a lot of correlation with Palpatine in there. Oh yeah, I highly recommend. Yeah, absolutely. That um, you guys check that out. So those would be those would be the ones I would recommend, probably first and foremost. Yeah, and uh, and uh, we're running a little short on time, but let's let's um, we're not going to cut short though. We're we're going to stay going strong. <laughs> let's uh, talk about right. a second time. Huh? It'll be all right. Yeah, that's all right. People who've made it this long probably still want to listen. So you know. <laughs> God bless you. Anyway, um, so he, he also says favorite legends books. So um, for me, uh, I have quite a few that I liked. Obviously, all the books that came after episode six, um, setting up the story of how how you know like the, this new republic does come in and Luke becomes like this like headmaster Jedi and he has a son and and you know you have like Jason Solo and da da da. I mean, you can go on and on. All of those books are really great. And 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 for me. You know, I don't want to say what if, but like, you know, for me, I really preferred those to be what happened after episode six because there's such good stuff. But anyway, I loved all those books. Um, obviously, um, there was a Kenobi book that I really enjoyed reading. Um, that was a good one. Now that is Legends now. And that's more, much more recent. Um, but uh, then also, uh, probably my favorite Legends book, and I know this is, this is kind of silly, um, but there, it was, I think it was more geared towards kids, but it was, I read it when I was younger, but I just remember the most prominent book that I ever read was this series about Boba Fett, and, uh, and it starts off with him being a kid, and he's on, he's on, um, uh, Camino, and, um, and, and his dad, you know, Django, he's going out on these missions and stuff, and, and it's, like, it's really cool because it, like, talked about Boba, like, growing up with this bounty hunter as a father, and not, like, a real father, and, like, how he eventually morphs into becoming Boba Fett, as we know him as the bounty hunter extraordinaire, you know, so anyway, as a kid, I just remember loving reading those, um, but I've read so many, I can't hardly remember anymore. Andrew, what, I mean, I know you've read quite a bit, uh, obviously, as well in Legends, so what's your favorite ones on that? Yeah, so I have read quite a <laughs> bit of Legends books. <laughs> uh, I'm not, it, it's going to be almost impossible for me to, to talk too much about it because there's just so many. It would take forever. Yeah. But what I will mention is one of my all-time favorites is Kenobi. Oh, yeah. And the Great reason story. for that is because, as you you guys may know, if you listen to the first episode, Obi-Wan Kenobi is my favorite character. Yes, absolutely. Probably will, always will be. And... In Legends, the thought of getting another anything about Obi Wan Kenobi was, as far as like a movie or TV or anything, mm-hmm. was was out of the question. I never thought we would see anything like that. Uh, so now we're getting it's kind of crazy. But back then, when that novel came out, to me that was the continuation, and yeah. that was probably the only thing I was going to get. Absolutely. And so I read that book, and I read that <laughs> book, and I I cherished that book, <laughs> yeah. and I still do. I still think, and I and, and for me, it's still canon. Um, it's canon until it can't be canon. Yeah. And we right also, now it still works. So we also have a so. very interesting story how we got that book <laughs> yes. and what happened to that. Yeah. Another story. But <laughs> another we'll story for another day. But, <laughs> yeah. um, but, I, but I love that story. I read it often. 
I just it's it's such an important one to me. Another series yeah. that I I grew up on that still means a lot to me is the Jedi Academy trilogy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a, a really big one for me. Also, the I think it was like the Junior Jedi Academy or something. It said something about Junior. Yeah. I liked those as well when I was younger, and and they followed um, Jaina and Jason Solo, oh, yeah. which were the kids of, yeah. of Han and Leia, and then and then they had Ben, and uh, there was. I believe there's also one named Anakin and mm. there's just so much crazy stuff with legends. Yeah. Like they were, Le- legends has some good stuff, but there's also a lot of insane, crazy stuff. And that's why they had to cut. It and that's out, why they had know. to restart the canon because yeah. it was going to be, I mean, Chewbacca gets smashed by a moon. <laughs> For those of you who don't <laughs> yeah, know, exactly. Chewbacca gets yeah. killed by a moon, <laughs> which <laughs> so. I mean, that's pretty fitting death for Chewbacca. I'm not going to lie. So anyways, not a good stuff. So I'm not going to get into a bunch of it, but I also loved and, I also loved as a when I was younger. I read the Jedi Quest series and the Jedi Apprentice series. All of these are younger novels, but you have to understand I was also um, pretty young when all these were coming out. Mm-hmm. So those are the ones that mean a lot to me. Um, but Legends has a lot of fun stuff you can, and and also one that I liked in my older years that is just crazy Star Wars that you're we may never really see it like again, but was. Um, uh, death troopers oh and i yeah. don't know if you did you ever read that it, i don't remember eating it but i do remember hearing about De- it death troopers was like zombies basically <laughs> and it actually had han solo and chewbacca in it and was considered canon back in those days so that was that was quite the the story yeah uh, yeah so anyways but yeah lots of lots of good, lots stuff. Of good stuff yeah <laughs> and uh and that's kind of that's kind of leading into a little bit um, a thought that I have for the, the next topic um, that's coming from Sean Bailey. So shout out to Sean Bailey. Thank you, Sean yep, Bailey. Thank you for, for commenting on this. But he says, uh, more on Old Republic possible stories. Um, and so right now, you know, we don't have a lot to go on in terms of what is rumored, but we have a lot, obviously, that we can say, oh, we wish it would happen. So first of all, what we is rumored to happen is obviously um, we have uh, Knights of the Old Republic reimagining so as they call it um and that's definitely a possibility uh, following revan and things like that um and so we don't know if it's going to happen right still a rumor and we don't know into what extent you know with the whole branching narrative thing are they going to keep revan is it going to still be the same you know so that's definitely a possibility but for me there's so much in old republic that could be utilized um for me, one, I, I particularly really like Darth Nihilus. So Darth Nihilus, if you haven't heard about him, is basically, and, and it's honestly, it's insane. So you'd have to go read yourself. I don't have even the time to, to, <laughs> to talk about who he is. But basically, he's like some weird, like, in-between of, like, being dead and not dead. And, uh, and he's, like, bound his force essence to his robes and his mask. And basically, he eats the force within people. And that's how he survives. He has this like intense hunger for force. And so that would be a really interesting story. But I don't know if Disney would ever go with a story that dark. What do you think? Yeah, yeah I don't know. Um, I think that a story um, with the exile, which the exile is the character you play as in Knights of the Republic 2, for those of you who don't know. that's if I, So if I say the exile, that's who I'm referring to. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that if they were to... I think before you ever get to that, 
and you get to that Sith Lord, you have to go, you have to already have told the story of Revan. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so I personally would like to see, I would like to see Revan and Malak um, back when they were Jedis. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see that. I'd like to see their corruption. I'd like to see them, their fall to the dark side. I'd like to then see, I think, I, I personally think I would like to see that before we get the story of, of Revan becoming a, a Revan losing his memory and then, be, and then becoming a Jedi again and then mm-hmm. finding out he's a Sith Lord. Though people may, Lucasfilm may want to keep that as a first story to try to still have the surprise, but I don't think right. anyone's going to, most people are going to know. Yeah. So, so, I mean, those are all definitely possibilities. Another, another big one is you have the Old Republic game. Like, not Knights of the Republic, but the Old Republic. Old Republic and yeah. that's a whole other beast right there. But um, one thing I really liked from them was the story of the Eternal Twins. So it's mm-hmm. the two twin brothers and, and uh, you know, like one, the one, I think that, that turned evil was Arcan or something like that. And I, I'm not as familiar with like their names. And stuff, yeah, I've but... actually, I've not ever gotten that far in that game. Yeah. So I actually don't <laughs> yeah. know that story. That's a story yeah. that's unknown to me right I've now. Been, but... I've been, I've re- been, I haven't played it, but I have been like reading up on it and watching YouTube videos and stuff because it's really interesting to me. But, uh, our, you know, those two twin brothers and, because then what's also interesting is to have a father. Um, it's it's kind of weird because they're not Jedi and they're not Sith. They're somewhere in the middle of this kind of gray yeah. Jedi. Um, and their father's like named like the Immortal Emperor. And, mm-hmm. and, and basically like, I know like during the game or at least one of the uh, cut scenes is that like they have to go out and they have to prove themselves. And, uh, and uh, you know, they both bring back one lightsaber from a Sith and one lightsaber from a Jedi that they've mm. killed. And, uh, and basically like the immortal emperor, which I, I can't remember. I think it's like, like Sinya Tural or something like that. I don't remember. Um, but he's, um, but he's, uh, like very, you know, disdainful, you know, like he, he doesn't care, you know? Yeah. And so Arcan, which is the, the son, he goes nuts and, and like tries to attack him. And then his brother stops him, but he ends up accidentally killing his brother, which sends him fully, you know, the eternal twins would be amazing. You know, all this, also the story of like Darth Malgus with all that and stuff. So anyway, I think there's tons and tons of potential with old Republic that we yeah, could absolutely Well, use. and even also if you go forward in time to Darth Bane and the story of oh, Bane yeah. and the, and then how, That's how that becomes too. the rule yeah. of two. Uh, there's there's so many ways they could go, there's, so many stories yeah. they could tell to start with and then branch off from there. And I think the Darth Bane story would be very important. Uh, oh yeah, you know I think that could be definitely important. So let's move to our final topic. Um, it's coming from Kristen Perry. Uh, Kristen, thanks for commenting. Thank you, Kristen, on uh, Facebook. And uh, she says, "Do you think Ray will be considered a gray Jedi or just a new whole creed of Jedi in general?" So I have my thoughts on that. But Andrew, you go ahead and lead us off there i personally think that it's really neither yeah, i think I that i think that she fully embraced the ways of the jedi by the end of of rise of skywalker mm-hmm. um because now well first of all she becomes she says i am all the jedi at that point the jedi help her at her at the end spoilers again but she mm-hmm. um that she is she has fully embraced that at that point. And I yeah. think she's she's reading the Jedi texts, right. the ancient texts. Now, when I say that she's fully embraced the Jedi, you have to remember that the Jedi Order of of the prequels had kind of lost their way a little bit. Oh, they yeah. Were, so that's not even real. I'm not really talking about them in particular. The original But Jedi. the original Jedi. Yeah. So I think that's a full embrace of the light. So I yeah. don't think there's any gray Jedi scenario. Right. I think maybe 
like the Trevaro script kind of maybe showed a little more of maybe a, a gray Jedi thing. Yeah. But I think with where they went and with J.J. Abrams, there is no gray Jedi. She is completely have has embraced the light side. And I think she's going to, this is just my opinion, but I think she is going to go probably mm-hmm. train others eventually mm-hmm. and she'll train them um, with the ancient scripts, right. which may very well be based off more of what the high Republic believes. Yeah. Um, or, Cause I, everything I understand that's the Jedi at their best is what a yeah. lot of things are stating. So. Absolutely. So for me, I'm, I'm kind of, I, I'm leaning towards what exactly what you said. You know, she she's she is different than the Jedi, but it's because the Jedi had become corrupt and off the base of what they should be. I think she is going to be become more, and, it, and this is leading to my the what the second thing I was going to say. But yes, I think she is leaning more towards the pure light of the Jedi. With that being said, though, they the Skywalker saga is done. Okay, and yeah. so they knew that Disney knew that that was the end. So they just made this kind of bombastic ending of her burying the 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 lightsabers and now she has her own little yellow lightsaber which we uh, i spoke this before but you know i don't think yellow even means anything now in canon we don't have anything specific that tells us that that Correct. the colors mean anything anymore Correct. so my opinion and like i said i've played uh, D in the past and i know like whenever we did a one shot wow what a nerd <laughs> <laughs> yeah star wars and D. anyway um but i played D in the past right and whenever we played a one shot story meaning that we knew that it would end it would not carry on to the next week i remember i would do the most bombastic ending i could possibly do that i knew that it had no connotation no context and like i remember like one time i gathered black powder to make a makeshift bomb to collapse a room on me and the enemy uh, so that my friends could get away all because there was no it was not going to carry over and i feel yeah. like the disney knows that so they're just doing this big thing where she's burying symbolically burying the lightsaber and she has her own and and now like you don't even see the the, the jedi text except for the very first of the movie so it's like I think that the fact is they don't know what she is because they're not planning to make any more and they knew that. You know what I'm saying? So if she does do anything, she's going to be just more of a pure, pure uh, moralistic version of Jedi's from the beginning. So if you have uh, any more comments on this yeah, before we end. I, no, I, I agree with that. It's just I think she's just going for a more uh, pure view on it. I would be I wouldn't be surprised if she kind of does exactly what legends did like with Luke mm-hmm. uh, where they go you know what it's it's silly that you can't have a relationship yeah um it's just how you of course even in real life how you handle that relationship you become obsessive you know? so much that and you so, have control yeah and absolutely. so i think i assume the ray will probably do the same thing seeing as you know she clearly ended up um kissing <laughs> Kylo Ren so yeah. there was something yeah. there of course Definitely. so i think she'll be like, you know what? Jedis can have relationships, mm-hmm. have a family. Um, For sure. You just have to deal with it the correct way. So. Yeah. Well, guys, we are coming to our conclusion now. First of all, I just want to thank again all of our uh, folks that that uh, contributed to our Q&A today. If you would like to be shouted out, we're going to pick three every week, um, and we're going to pick up three from our, um, our, uh, our Q&A post every week, and we're going to discuss those at the end of every episode. So if you'd like to be a part of that, please make sure to go onto our Facebook and our Twitter pages. Uh, we like. I, I checked right before this and we're sitting around 250 likes on Facebook. We would love for you awesome. to join that. Thank yes. you for those of you who have. Thank you. Um, we want to just thank you for that. Please show the Twitter page some love. We're also, gonna, we have <laughs> like six followers and two of them is us. So 
<laughs> Please show us some love. So I, you know, I don't know how to use Twitter. That's my problem. So I know how to use Facebook though. So so go show Twitter some love. We're actually going to start making a YouTube page as well, where we're going to be posting these and possibly more content if that's what you all want later on. But we yeah. thank you so greatly uh, for your gracious support, and uh, we're so thankful. Um, please, like I said, follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Leave a review on Apple. Leave a review on Facebook. And uh, you know what? Last but not least, we just want to say, may the Force be with you, and we thank you for joining the Jedi Eternal. Thank you.